Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. So in this podcast, we are having Stephen, and Stephen is the founder and CEO of Collaborism, and he's also a mechanical engineer, and then uh, he's also been self-teaching himself software development, and uh, yeah, he studied in the University of Miami, and uh, yeah, his interest is in education and how we learn and uh, different forms of how entrepreneurs are educating themselves and things like that. So welcome, Stephen, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, John. Thanks for the introduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Stephen, so in this podcast, you know, we are talking about uh, multidisciplinary collaboration and things like that. So I couldn't think of a better person than you when it comes to a multidisciplinary collaboration. And so I'm seeing this, uh, people have to learn from different disciplines in order to be successful. And uh, what are like the thoughts on that trend where we have to like learn from marketing, sales, product and business and everything. Can you tell us about your experience and uh, the trend you are seeing that everyone being like multidisciplinary kind of a thing? Yeah, I mean, I think as I look back on you know my startup journey or even life journey, you've got to build things to learn. And you're never going to be able to educate yourself um, that well just reading things out of a textbook. I mean, you can read great literature and great business books and stories, I think, that other entrepreneurs have gone through. And that can really help build a foundation um, and memories or knowledge to pull from. But you got to build things. So I think starting off on a small scale, trying to build a product, whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be something that is attempting to become an an IPO on the stock exchange or it could, but it's going to force you to learn. It's going to force you to learn what does it take to market this. It's going to force you to see the things that the textbooks don't teach you, like things like key messaging and how important words and language are. Language is to presenting something to a customer. Um, force yourself to build simple products so that you can learn technical skills. Uh, but the, I guess the, the point is, if you force yourself to build something and launch it, you're going to be forced to learn, and you're going to learn in the most efficient way possible. Okay. It definitely hurts a little bit. I think if you want to learn, you're going to feel a little bit of pain. Pain is a, is a part of learning, okay. uh, kind of like building muscle. You know, It's not supposed to be agonizing, but there's going to be times where you're a little fatigued, but you got to be able to fight through it because learning... There is an end. Something I've learned is that it's not an infinite process. You do actually level up if you're able to put in the effort and then you really become a changed person because of it. Yeah, that's very interesting that, uh, you know, we learn better when we like build and try it. And then those learnings like failing and learning through it, like what worked, what doesn't work is very powerful way of learning. I do agree with that. And like being both, you know, academic as well as practical, I kind of see the, the level of learning and like building is like more powerful that makes a lot of sense and then like you've been into this position of being a founder product manager project manager and executive and all that stuff right like uh, you know how did you like go and what is like an approach about you know what helped you the most in terms of like learning you kind of covered that covered that about building and learning but is there more by being like in this different positions did you learn the best approach to get about going it Yeah, I think there's two sides of it. I mean, obviously, I could probably talk for hours about this stuff. But what comes to mind is, one, the relationships you build. So when you're 
I'm coming from an added from a product perspective and a startup perspective, but the people where you're going to be learning the most is not going to be from your browser screen. It's going to be from one, the team that you're working with. So who is your in-house team? So you've got to pay attention to those people and develop really close relationships with them because if you built a good team, then these people have great knowledge that you need to absorb. And you also need to really important point, which is hard to even explain is kind of learning about people's personalities. Because if you understand someone's personality, you can get knowledge and understand how they view the world. And it really makes you learn topics way faster. Um, so learning how to understand people is key to unlocking the knowledge that they have in their heads. Um, and then it's also dealing with, you know, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people that want to help you that aren't in your in-house team, marketing people, technical people, really paying attention to the value they're offering you because you always want to keep a clear mind and be objective about what are the things you're investing in that actually make a difference? Because once you understand the things that are making a difference, then you know where you need to learn because that's where you want to invest your time. On the other side of the table, um, in terms of like raw learning, well, it's all learning. I don't know what the word is, but like subject learning. Um, I think it's about finding material that you trust and that you really enjoy. Um, like for example, medium.com. I mean, they, the, the article quality on there, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of articles you may not like, but the technical articles on there are, are really amazing. Just the thought and the, and the presentation of tech and software on Medium is definitely unrivaled, even with some of these new platforms. So reading those articles, following key thought leaders and reading their content mm-hmm. um, on YouTube and stuff is honestly all you need to do. I mean, I think people overcomplicate it. That takes a lot of effort, but again, really smart people that know how to explain topics follow their content, trust it, stay dedicated to it. You're going to learn a lot. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. Like that, that is something I experienced too, right? Like dealing with like multiple perspectives and how to like talk to them. And that I think like because of this remote work now, this importance of like storytelling, communicating, and like how do you work with like people remotely and you don't actually get to experience their personality you know improperly but you kind of have to like understand that through like zoom calls and stuff and how they talk to you and things so i think like i've seen that parallel to where understanding someone's personality is so helpful in order to like collaborate better with them yeah uh, i think like um going to that collaboration thing right like how can we like collaborate effectively with others and you know what are your key insights from that experience of working with like multiple stakeholders and every person have a different personality. How do you like go about it? I think, um, yeah, cause I, I'm always coming at it from the perspective of, is it your in-house team? So people that you're sitting next to every second of the day, or is it like stakeholders that are not people you're seeing every moment? I mean, for, your, for the in-house team, I think you want to really keep things as lighthearted as possible always. Because mm-hmm. it's a really intense process. There's a lot of emo- there's tons of emotion involved in the startup process. Everybody is sacrificing time from their families, money. It's real stuff. So you want to create lubrication, I think, through, you know, a team lunch, um, going out for drinks. I think that's really important because then you, that able, that's able to allow people to want to talk to each other more and be more open to what the other person is doing, even if they don't disagree, even if they disagree with it. Cause when you think about it, 
-hmm. it's actually interesting. If everybody agrees and in collaboration, it's probably going to work pretty well in terms of getting what the team wants to be done. That's a whole other question. If, if this startup is doing the right things to succeed as a business. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. But in terms of like, to me, where the worst collaboration happens is when there's raw disagreements. There's just too much friction between people and it becomes, uh, you know, too argumentative. Or there's just a total confusion of like what needs to get done. Uh -huh. So I think, yeah, it's really, it's a, it's always, it's interesting as you talk about it, a lot of collaboration, even learning is like a people thing, which you wouldn't think. You would think it's like subject, but it's not. It's a people thing. It's people ultimately house the knowledge and the skills. Um, yeah, everybody's got to do it their own, but it, you got to be playful. Crack jokes, honestly, is a really important thing. Keep things lighthearted when there's disagreements. Um, take a few deep breaths and try to make it really, oh yeah. Another thing that's really important, stick to one point at a time when you're collaborating, you know, here's what we want to get done. This is why, because the second you have a couple of points, even in a conversation, like have a conversation with like two people and bring up three points at the same time, it will just become chaos. Like you'll, you'll be like, no, I meant that for this point, this for this point. Like you need to stick to one point. So that really clear communication can happen. And then once that conversation is done, then the collaboration is going to work pretty well because now I'm thinking about like, Hey, we want to update our react component for our hero graphic on our homepage. Now that's just one point. And then I'm thinking of experiences from collaborism. And you know, one guy's like, well, I want to hard code it and I want to insert the graphic. And the other guy's, no, we need a, we need an SVG and we need to redevelop the component so it can scale later. And there was a big argument there and. The, I might not have been telling that story perfect it was a couple of years ago, but you know, it just got to take a few deep breaths and say, what's the goal? Can we bring what your ideas are coming in? You know, maybe we can't implement what you're doing now, but maybe we can do it later on. So like, you got to make people feel good. You know, I think that's key to collaboration. It's like making sure people know their opinions are being heard. Yeah, that's, that's quite very interesting. That opinion being heard. I feel like I've seen a lot of like product failures and team failures just because like people couldn't like agree on one thing. And then like people also didn't stand their ground to understand, you know, who should we go for in order to like to depend on that decision. And I think like you working on the higher level and I'm working on more on the UX side, right? Like people had a hard time agreeing on like what should go on the interface and that collaboration and communication is like something that I feel we are like rethinking during this COVID and all that stuff in terms of like, like the skills almost becomes, I could be like very skillful and very talented, but then if one person can't really collaborate with other person and other teams and can't take proper decision, it leads to such product failures and stuff like that. And yeah, that kind of takes me to my next curiosity about, you know, we need to learn from multiple disciplines, like me being a designer, I need to learn from the engineering, the marketing and the product team and like combine that into like the interface and stuff. But then we are learning like more a lot from other disciplines. How do we like stay focused on like one thing? Like we, we have to like at some point be focused on learning one thing or else we don't expertise in it. How do we like go about, you know, focusing on things yet being a multidisciplinary people? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a really tough life question because the truth is you're never going to be able to learn 
that much compared to all the knowledge out there, even if you live for 200, 300 years. <laughs> I mean, just walking into the bookstore downstairs, I mean, you know, there's just so much knowledge out there and so many interesting topics. I mean, I think you've got to pick something that you think really works for your life. I mean, a skill and a knowledge base that excites you, that you can grow in. And you've got to allocate most of your time to that uh-huh. um, if you really want to excel in it. Uh, but I think on the periphery, like periphery skills, I mean, I think just reading. I mean, reading is incredibly valuable. There's so much amazing things you can get into your head just from reading great content. I also like to say a really important thing is that you can read a thousand pages on a topic uh-huh. and learn less than reading a paragraph. I'm not. It's not even a joke. I mean, you uh-huh. know, there's certain topics where a couple of sentences can do a better job explaining something than an entire textbook could. No exaggeration. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's bizarre, but true. And, uh, what I think that means is you need to find the right content mm-hmm. for, for anything you're learning. But if it's a stick, you got to be super dedicated to that one topic, mm-hmm. but all the other topics you're interested in it, throughout the day, I think you just read some articles or set time on the weekend or when you're, even when you're in bed about to go to sleep, like it's a good time to like read, uh, have that those go-to content sources that you want to read an article on, um, you know, programming, design, philosophy, economics, um, physics. It's not easy. The truth is you have to accept the cold truth that you're never going to become an expert in like 10 fields. It's not, it's not, it's not going to happen. I don't think we're meant to as humans. It sucks, but yeah. I mean, if you're, I'm thinking like Elon Musk, I mean, if you're like a, the richest man in the world, I mean, you're incredibly well read. You can learn many topics. You can have people working for you that can educate you faster, but still, even the, the richest man in the world is not going to be able to become a neurosurgeon and a physicist in the same lifetime, most likely. So you have to make a choice. Yeah. I think that's the powerful quote there. You know, you have to make a choice. And then that's something that I tell to a lot of my people who reach out to me for mentorship with product design and stuff. It's like, what is that you want to be first? You know, then everything kind of like, you are a designer first and you have to learn the business, but that almost become like a secondary thing. So I think like prioritizing that, what is that you want to be? And then focusing on that is like super helpful. And also I think it depends on where you are in the career kind of a thing, because like, if you want to be a software engineer and if your foundations are not right, but you are like trying to learn everything out there, you're never going to be a better software engineer, right? So I think like uh, focusing on that one thing you want to be and then branching out on like multiple aspects is definitely a good way of going about it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying something. Yeah. um, What was I going to say? I was going to say, um, Topic wise, yeah, you got to, um, it's also important to know when you're learning what, what's critical to get really, you know, you, great learners can spot the fundamentals they're missing. It's kind of what I'm kind of getting at. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be able to know where you need to fill in the gaps and just fill them, even though it's not fun to do. Because a lot of people will skip ahead those steps and then they're, even their entire life, you know, they'll be missing the foundation and it comes across and it will affect you long term. So you, you can't miss the fundamentals in any subject. 
Yeah, that's very interesting because I saw that parallel to like in terms of de- like design, if people do not understand those basic design principles, the guidelines or, you know, uh, those users goals and stuff like that. And I think like missing those principles and people directly like going into like an advanced level always like uh, comes back later. So yeah, I think like going back to the foundations and then getting those building that and then working on top of that definitely is something that a good takeaway for like people. Uh, I was going to I remember what I was going to say, what I was going to say was I am a huge startup person, obviously building a startup. It's one of the few places where you might be able to learn as you know, you're just forced to learn so many different fields so quickly that it's almost, it's one of the few, if not the only place where you can learn that many subjects that well, that fast, because you're just forced to do it. I don't, it's just hard to get good on multiple subjects. If you're just kind of sitting in your basement, just reading stuff, but you could, but that's just my take. I think the startup journey really educates you faster than almost any other vehicle, but that's very interesting and i think it's so helpful for people who are just trying to figure out where they fit it fit in in the entire career thing and i think startup kind of gives you that exposure to like multiple places where you can like really understand what kind of a person you are like i i kind of did a lot of stuff you know in startups to and realize like i'm very a product person so i think like those journeys definitely like helped me to figure out one more thing i'm seeing is like Okay, I spend a lot of time like understanding a specific topic or a subject. And then as I move forward, I kind of have to like unlearn it, unlearn it, you know, like it's so hard to like learn something. And then like, once you understand it, you kind of have to unlearn it. What do you think of this cycle? You know, most entrepreneurs go of like learning and they like, they learned how to become a founder and then, you know, they have to unlearn it and become a CEO. So what do you think about that of process of learning and unlearning? What do you mean by unlearning? Um, like what I mean is like let's let's take my example only, right? Like I I had I spent a lot of time understanding design and then when I kinda like go and building a full product, I kinda have to like, you know, forget design and think about the other strategic part of the product development. So I think like if I get too stuck with the design part of the product development, I kinda give out the bigger picture or like miss out on the bigger picture of probably like the revenue, the strategy and stuff like that. So it's really hard. Yeah, and I hear you. Um, I think that's more of like a thought process thing. I mean, I wouldn't use the word, in my personal sense, I wouldn't use the word unlearn. I would just say you need, your mind kind of needs to be able to have compartments of knowledge and you need to be able to zoom in and out. I think really good learners can zoom in and out very quickly. I've actually always noticed that about people. You got to be able to say, okay, I'm like, I'm thinking about this from this angle, this angle, this angle, and they kind of, kind of go through those angles in your mind. But I don't think it's a matter of unlearning. I mean, I think you've got to say, Hey, like this graphic looks, you know, has, is obeying by these design properties. But at the end of the day, the priority is to get this to market and the business needs this. So, you know, it's pros and cons. I think, I don't, I think unlearning is, might be almost too heavy of a word. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people disagreeing with that word, so I kind of understand where it's coming from. So, but that perspective of like unlocking from like the multiple parts of your brain, I think that's super interesting kind of a thing. Yeah, Stephen, did you have any questions for me that I could answer? 
I guess, uh, what has been like a recent learning experience for you that was successful? Yeah, I think that is, uh, yeah, I think like, yeah, I think working for like startups recently and then, you know, coming out of my master's program and trying to apply those, uh, you know, learnings and experience into real world. I think like a lot of categories that you, you spoke initially covered those things. It's like, how do we deal with like, you know, multiple perspectives? Like the way I communicate about my product design decisions to an executive is very different from how you communicate that with the marketing person. And if you're like not using the language of another person, the other person is almost like not in aligned with you. And I think like learning that how to like talk to people, I know it sounds very simple, but I think that learning how to talk to people was my recent learning. And then I think, and how you structure your conversation determines your outcome. Uh, of that, you know, what you want to take out of it and what goals are you trying to achieve, especially during remote work and where we don't usually have that, you know, getting to know each other and being like, um, like a new company starts and then, you know, they just come in and you directly start working with them. You don't really know them. It gets really difficult. And I think like just taking a time off to understand that person and that communication and storytelling are you know, why you came to this decision. Because like, if you just say that I made this UI decision and you don't really tell the why behind it and, you know, you are not inclusive of the other teams. So they almost feel, felt felt like they're not heard and they kind of like, you know, are disassociated with that product. So just to like narrow it down, I think like learning how to talk to people and then the importance of being inclusive of everyone when you are like building a product, where my two kind of a, you know, take away of the learning process. Cool. Makes sense. It's a great thing to start to focus on. Yeah. Get better at. Yeah. Yeah, I think like one more thing, you know, uh, would be uh, more helpful. Yeah, I think when it comes to like, you know, what kind of a people were more helpful in terms of like learning from disciplines, so I think like I kind of took back my approach of, you know, like, like you mentioned before, we have a lot of content to go follow, like which one to follow. So I'm like focusing back, you know, what is that problem that I'm personally facing right now? Like, let's say the, the theoretical implementation of user experience design into like real world. So I'm like looking at to looking into like those people who are actually solved that problem. Let's say like, how did they like storyboarding is something that we learned, but in the real world or startup world, nobody does it, but there are a few people who have implemented it and also led to making better product decisions. So I'm kind of like learning from people on based on what problem I'm personally facing kind of a thing. So I believe uh, those people who have solved that problem, which I'm currently going through. So I think those are the people I'm like learning and like narrowing down and also like, since I have to deal with like business people and execute executives, they want me to like quantify some of my design decisions. So I look into people who have succeeded in making uh, user experience, quantifying user experience design, the metrics they follow and stuff like that. So I'm just like focusing on the problems and then seeing how people have solved it and kind of like learning from them. That has been like my approach. Awesome. That makes sense. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, Stephen, like to our audience, we kind of have a mixed audience at this stage, you know, the students as well, like startup people and like product managers who are like learning about various aspects. So it's a bit broad for now, but what are the three key insights would you, would you love to give to our audience? Um, I think we covered a lot of them in this talk. I mean, I think the most important ones are if you really want to learn, start, start a company and see, and just follow the journey and see what happens. You'll probably learn. That's going to be the fastest route to learning, but it's also, you know, it's really arduous route, but that's a, I really believe that's a true statement. Um, yeah, really, you're going to have to get really good at working with people and talking to people to, to learn because there's different layers of knowledge. I mean, you can learn basic stuff from any, I mean, from people in a specific field, but to get that really elite, like golden nuggets of knowledge that are hard to pull out of people, you gotta, it's not because people don't want to give it. It's that people don't even realize they have this information. You have to, you have to like properly phrase your questions. So I think ask, yeah, ask the right questions. That's a huge thing. Asking the right questions. Um, and, uh, I think those, uh, in terms of the third one, um, just, yeah, take advantage of the internet. I mean, that's probably the biggest positive of the internet is the, the amount of material online. I mean, there's so many extraordinary learning resources for different topics. Find people you trust and stick with them and don't get overwhelmed that, uh, you know, there's like a thousand people teaching the same thing. You only need one of them to get really good at something. Yeah, I think those are very powerful takeaways and I think we covered a lot of aspects and the pain points that current people are facing of getting overwhelmed and I think like the importance to ask like the right questions and it's something that we spend a lot of time to when talking to the customers like what questions leads to what outcomes. I think it's a, those are very powerful uh, takeaways. Thanks Stephen for being on the podcast and sharing this with us. Definitely, uh, in the short 30 minutes, we learned a lot and uncovered a lot of topics and, you know, addressed few pain points which people are going through and the need of like importance of like learning in this new generation where things are changing so rapidly and just getting hard to keep a finger on like, you know, on one topic and things like that. But yet being focused on like one thing is super important in order to, uh, succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. 